0: hey there i am donnie spano and thank you for tuning into our broadcast we are so thankful to come together with you and we ask that you grab your bible and uh, take some time with us to see what god would say to us here in this place and i want to encourage you right now that this word that this time this is something that will change if not your life someone you know there are some things that we are so enabled by God to share in this time, some things we have not been able to share in this kind of capacity, and it will revolutionize the life of another. So we encourage you, take some time to hear it, take some time to share it, allow it to help another. And um, we do, I apologize for any uh, technical difficulties in our previous uh, uh, video and and getting this out to you, but um, we are unmoved by any of those kinds of things. If it means getting it out, we'll tape it again. We'll go through it again, making sure that you get it well. So let's pray together that we do just that, that we get it right. Amen. Father, we come to you and we're asking for your help. We're asking that by the help of your spirit, we would speak what is right from you to 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 this time and that we would hear it well for all those that are to listen to this broadcast that they would be helped and that we would all see you in your way in a greater way we ask you for that revelation father and we thank you for it we believe we receive it now by faith and thank you that as we see it as we hear it we also have your power to do it in jesus name Thank you for it, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go together again. I'm so thankful I get to share this with you in this time. This is going to be wonderful in helping. And um, we have taken some, taken some time rather uh, to look at as He is, is what we've entitled it. But it's talked about who God has said that He is. And he has shown himself to us in some uh, differing ways that we could call the redemptive names of God. And these redemptive names, they show portions that God has shown up and said, I want to show myself to you in this way. And we've looked at God as our provider, as our shepherd, as our healer, as our righteousness. But we're going to look at this point in time about the Lord who is there. And let's go together to Ezekiel, the 48th chapter, and this, these verses, this really runs from about the 9th to the 35th verse, but for time's sake, we're not going to go through that all. You're welcome to do that. It would be a good read. What's going on here is that there was a, a lot of land that was committed to the Lord, committed to the people of God and those that were serving Him and His things. And he was dividing. This land was to be divided in different sections for the different tribes and the different people. And they were not to sell this land. They were not to give it away. This was to be their inheritance. God was giving them their own. Their own house, their own land. He was giving them what was theirs. And it was for them to show this is the Lord who's there. This is the Lord in this city. And we'll see that. Let's go together in Ezekiel 48, verse 29. And it says there that this is the land which you shall divide by lot as an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. And these are their portions, says the Lord God. And then we're going to look at the 35th verse. And he continued and said, All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. The Lord is there. God wants to give us places and it be known. When people see it, when people come into it, the Lord is here. And this was actually notable in Solomon, King Solomon's life that the Queen of Sheba, she came in and she entered into his place and she saw the way that his servants were serving and the way that things were orchestrated and the things that were used. And she was astounded at the service and at the wisdom and the honor that she saw. And she ended up offering to him great offerings that she had brought with her. But there was something about what she saw. Well, what did she see? There, She saw the Lord's place. She saw a man of God who would do it God's way, and the Lord was there. And she didn't see that when she went other places. I believe it, it took her breath away, because she saw the Lord is there. And let's go together. Now, this was Old Covenant, but Jesus has... I I say but because it's wonderful Old covenant is not a lesser of a thought Jesus has ushered in a new covenant And in this new covenant there's some differences in the way in which God's made his home We don't have to go to some outward city Aren't you thankful to find where God is And And I say this because I know for myself personally And I know so many others that God has not felt close and many today feel he is distant does not want part of their life does not want part in this society doesn't want doesn't come near has no part is too busy and yet god's saying i'm the lord that's there which means he wants to be there now we'll let's look together in john the 14th chapter and we're going to look at verse 21 and again i'm reading in the new king james version And it says, he who has my commandments, this is Jesus speaking, and keeps them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be what? Will be loved by my Father. And what's the result of this? He continues and says, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, this is why we're talking about as he is because God wants to manifest himself to us. And Jesus said, if you love me, then you love God. And both of us, well, he said, Jesus said, I will show myself to you. Now let's see the 23rd verse and see how he continues. Because Jesus answered the man that was speaking to him in the 23rd verse and said to him, if anyone loves me, notice he's no respecter of persons. You could be man, woman, child, no matter what, no matter what race, culture, no matter what. Jesus says, if you love me, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him or her and make our home with him or her. He wants to be where? Here. He wants to make his home in us. This is the new covenant where God is seeking so much to be there, to be a part of our lives, to be a part of what's going on, That he makes his home here here inside of us and let's continue in the 24th verse it says he who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine but the father's who sent me so we see here Jesus had this principle in his life and ministry he said I only do what I see the father do I only say what I hear the Father say. And He gives us these words about how God and Him will make their home in us when we love them and do what they show us to do, keep their commandments. And He goes on and shows that, thank you, Father, the very words He's telling us are not His own. He's showing us the faithful nature. And so let's, yes, sir, thank you, Father. Jesus and God the Father endeavor to make their home in us. They endeavor to be so close that they're right on the inside of us. Now, I realized, and as I shared with you early on in my life, that God was far from me. In my thought, in my heart, you know, I felt, in my emotions, I felt like God is far out from me. And the life I was living, I felt he didn't want any part of it. Didn't want that I was not worthy. Was not worthy of him having any part. And that he had so many other things going on. That why would he want to take the time to spend it here in what I'm doing? It didn't seem that important. I didn't seem that important. And yet, go with me if you will to Hebrews the 13th chapter. And we're going to look at... Verse number 5 in Hebrews 13. And again, I'm going to read to you here, and we have it there for you to see it in the New King James Version. And it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, now this is God himself has said what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. When? Never, never, but I've been getting high every day. He said, never, but I've been looking at that pornographic material time and time. He said, never, never. Can you see where a traditional mindset goes elsewhere? Cause the thought is I'm in this, I'm not doing right you and me when we get born again we're recreated after our spirit this is who we really are it's the inside it's where jesus and god the father make their home but you and i have an old mind that needs to be renewed and your and my mind didn't get the way it got overnight so so many are beating themselves up and thinking god wants no part with them because they're expecting that mind to be renewed overnight instantaneously automatically it doesn't happen it does not happen God knows better and yet he will help us to renew our minds and he'll show us how to do so but thank you father but he said he would never leave us so if we're feeling like God's far off and I did why is that it's because I left him It's because I walked away from him. And this is the true reality. Why does he feel so far away? Why does it seem like he doesn't want any part with us? Because in actuality, we are not certain we want part with him. We don't feel worthy. We already think think that he doesn't want any part because we know we're wrong. And so we think automatically he doesn't want to be here. But yet he said, I will never leave you. And i say this because i realized i i came to know the lord and received salvation i was about 13 years old i grew up in a catholic background and had some of that but between eight years old to 13 years old did not know anything in in regards to religion or to to god's things at all and um and at 13 years old i was at a newsboys concert and i Saw all these Christians gathered together and I thought I have not seen so many Christians in one place in my life And I think it was there in Lakeland, Florida Gave my life to the Lord Received Jesus as my Lord and not long after God enabled me to be filled with the Spirit I I had I had Experienced and grew in God wonderfully and yet I had this old mind and I had thoughts suicidal thoughts that prolonged and continued I mean I can remember being nine years old at the start at, at least up until my early teenage years having suicidal thoughts thinking about taking the whole that whole pill bottle envisioning it seeing it I'd be out there shooting basketball and just by myself and I would envision seeing my uh, uh, funeral people ve- feeling sad for me mourning me and getting some kind of sick feel-good feeling about that this was not God this was unfortunately more spiritually significant than I realized that there were things influencing my life I didn't realize and some things that I was watching and hearing and thinking. I allowed some of this influence but you're young not trained don't know you do the best with what you have with what you're shown and I as time went on I even saw into salvation that's what we're talking about saved life that I'd have some of these thoughts even tried committing suicide at the age of about 15 tried hanging myself and at the age of about 16 I had an infant sister at the time in my mom's arms. My mom's trying to get in my bedroom. I have my back against the door and <clears throat> got a dull blade on running across my arm. In some of these same times, I thought it would be a good thing to inflict punishment on myself. Burn myself with a cigarette. What is this? This is dark and this is distance from God but i'm born again and he said what that he would never leave me so where was he that whole time right there waiting for me to be open to him waiting for me to want him in my life he's right there and yet so often we're thinking we're waiting on him waiting on him he knows we need him he knows we need his help he knows And he's waiting on something. Go with me to James 4. He's waiting for us to open the door. In fact, we see this very principle. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If you open, I'll come and I'll dine. I'll sup with you. It's for us to open the door. We're going to look at James 4.8. And I believe we put it up there for you to see it as well. And he said, draw near to God. And he will draw near you so who starts this process are we going to wait on god to draw near to us and then we'll be near him no he has gotten as close to us and he has given of himself so much that it's up to us right now to go god i want you i'm gonna come close to you and when you and i draw near. Oh hallelujah When you and I draw near He draws near to us And this is what I want to share with you There are some people that are feeling just like I've been talking about I went through And when he draws near He is light And there's no shadow of turning with him The things I described to you The suicide The depression The anger I remember when I was behind that door And I was running that dull blade across myself. I was upset because my mother is trying to get in the room and she's bothering me right now. And I opened up. I flung that door open, almost knocked her back. Thank God I did not. And I saw my infant sister, her expression. And she was terrified. Months old. And I felt like a monster. And, and something changed in me. It was at about the age of 17 going on to 18 that as you could tell, my life was going the wrong way. I'm saved, born again, baptized in the Spirit of God, but my life is going the wrong direction. I'm allowing some wrong things. And um, 17 turning 18, I decided I need to change Or else there will not be much left to change. And I'm not just going to hurt myself, it's looking like someone else will be hurt too. And so I rededicated my life to the Lord, gave myself back to Jesus. And um, not long after, I made some choices of changing my living situation, made some changes knowing that if I don't make these changes, I won't continue and go forward well. And as I did, there was not long after that I was really sick. I mean, felt like a flu that just overcame me, and I'm throwing up. And, and I remember in the midst of that, I woke up in the middle of that night. And now, this is an experience. I'm not saying that this will happen for you, know, for you personally, but I'm just sharing with you what happened in my case. And in the middle of the night, I wake up and I hear a shrill of a voice. And it's saying, it's screaming, but yet it's not audibly loud, and it's screaming no. And the voice, if I can describe it, is like the voice of a woman, but not like anything I had heard. Not human-like. Something of a different nature. And it's not like, you know, we're in a house, there's other houses next to us in, in residence, and it's, it's not like it's someone next door. It's not like it's someone on the street over that needs help. It's not. And as I look back on it, I'm realizing more and more that was leaving me. That was more spiritual than I realized. I opened myself to God. I said, Lord, I draw near to you. And he drew near to me. And when light came in, darkness went out. And there was no more place For suicide. There was no more place for depression. There was no more place for drug addiction. There was no more room. God had filled me. All in all. And he was showing himself as the Lord. Who's there. And he is doing that. For each and every one that will draw near. To him. He will. Thank you father. Dispel. Every part of darkness in a life. And um, go with me, if you will. Hallelujah. To Colossians, the first chapter. Thank you, Father. So many. Hallelujah. So many are thinking, we're waiting on God for this to change. We're waiting on God for this to change And I, I would sense That many are, are unfamiliar With the fact That he has changed this thing already And all it takes Is simple faith To step forward towards him Spiritually in your heart and in your mind Say father I want you I receive you Have your way in my life And at that point point. He will flood through and push out that dark, destructive force that's been working in our lives. And when He does, now notice we're recreated spiritually. Oh my. We're going to Colossians 1. I think we need to look at this. Verse number 12. Now this is a coupled prayer that couples with Ephesians uh, first chapter. And it's a wonderful prayer. And at the latter end of this 12th verse And I'm reading to you in the King James Version He says Giving thanks to the Father Which has made us meet Or you could say He's made us worthy To be partakers or receivers Of this inheritance of the saints in light In light God is light Who has delivered us from the power Who has delivered us If we're waiting to be delivered from the power of darkness, it's too late. I got a newsflash for you, my friends. It's already been done. It's already been done. Now, you might be looking and going, but you don't know what happened just last hour, just last week. You don't understand. No, I do. I do. I've been there. I know what it's like. And when I started realizing, hold on as soon as I entered in to that fellowship and I allowed light to enter in, that darkness had to go. And it's like that. If you were to turn on a light, if you were to get the brightest candle you had, depending on what remote village you're in, and you put that light on, that darkness has gotta go. It can't stay in the presence of light. And I wanna share with you, this is what makes you worthy. God himself said, I'm coming to make my home in you. He is vast. Think about this. God's word created this universe. All that we, (laughs) I like to say it this way, the much we don't know and the little we do was created by his seed. And the scriptures tell us that, that words are seeds. He created this whole universe with his seed. How much bigger is He? And yet, in Ephesians, the third chapter, it says that He fills us all in all. He's coming inside of us, making His home in us. The One who created every galaxy. The One who created our great star, the sun. And the One who caused His very Word to go forth and create it all and then still maintain it and keep it by its same working power. That God is filling you and me all in all. How vast are we to have Him make His home in us? How valuable, how worthy are we to have Him make His home in us and Jesus with Him? So you can see the lie to think so small of ourselves like we're nothing. God says we are so valuable. So valuable when He's looking for real estate, He looked no further than you and I. And when that's where I want my home to be. I want to be right there in them. That's where I want to be there. This is the Lord who is there. People ought to be able to look no further than on the job at you and I, than in the neighborhood of you and I, than in the church of you and I, to see Jesus, to see God who is there. And why do I say this? Because I wish that we could say that he's been able to be in every one of those places, but he has not. Because we have not all drawn near. But we can make that simple change right now. And I want to invite you to do that. We'll lead you to do that. If you don't know Jesus as Lord of your life, now is the perfect time. And if you since like now is the time you need to do like I did and rededicate yourself and allow light in, I encourage you, you're making one of the greatest decisions you can make in your life. Why do I say that making Jesus Lord of your life is the biggest decision? Because it has, it is the choice that affects your and my eternity. There's no other choice like that that will affect our eternity. So let me lead you in this prayer. And I ask that you affirm or reaffirm your faith in the Lord Jesus. Father, we come to you and we thank you. Thank you that you, you gave us of your Son. Thank you that Jesus took sin upon himself. Every wrong thing we have done. And he took it on himself and put it to death. The death of the cross. Thank you, Father, that he took that. Put it in the depths of hell. And he rose from the dead three days later. And when he went to the depths of hell and he put all of that sin to death, we went with him. And that old man that we were is now dead and gone. And we now, by faith in that resurrection and that raising from the dead, we rise to new life with him and are now in him seated with him far above father there in the heavenly places in christ jesus to live and abide with you forever and father we ask that you would fill us with all of your fullness fill us with your holy spirit to overflowing enable father us to be used of you to minister to others that you would have your way in us and on us and through us to your glory thank you for it father thank you for it in jesus name we receive it amen praise you lord that is wonderful now if you have just made that prayer for the first time we encourage you go ahead and get in contact with us we would so desire to hear from you and um, i know we we can't bring it up right now but you can find us at spanoministries.org you can reach us at spanoministries at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing from you. Hallelujah. Go with me, if you will, to Psalm 16, verse 11, in closing. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, verse 11, and I believe we have it up there so you can see it as well. And it says, You will show me the path of life. Hallelujah. In your presence is fullness of joy in god's presence when you and i draw near to him and he draws near to us his joy rushes in and you and i can get out of that place of depression and despondency and get out of that life of shamefulness and lack of hope and bitterness he enters in and with him comes all that you and I could ever want in love and in joy and in peace and in goodness and in gentleness. Oh, my. And He'll flow through and His joy will be our strength. And that's what the Scriptures say, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if you and I are yielding to that, we'll be strong. But if, like you're, if you're doing anything like I was, then I was getting weaker and weaker. Yielding to the sadness yielding to the bitterness allowing that to have place I was allowing myself to be weakened and I was allowing the enemy to bring that darkness to defeat me hallelujah, we win I won and you will too hallelujah and He comes in in his presence his fullness of of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore this is what we can look forward to my friends hallelujah he's the lord who is there in me in you what a wonderful truth praise god we love you all we look forward to hearing from you we bless you and we will see you soon